Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker and listen with a sparkle in your eye as though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. One, two, one, two, three, ah! Coming to you live from the KOUG studios at WSU Vancouver, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday, this is TGIF Radio. So goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. We just had a minor crisis. Yes, it seems to be a week for that. It's a week for minor crisis? <laughs> well, Cri- crises? Crises? Yeah, I think so. Crises? I don't know. Cri- no, crises sounds Th- dumb. That sounds weird. Crises yeah. sounds like you just got a speech impediment out of <laughs> nowhere. So, uh, yeah. crises, I think, definitely. Yeah, if we're going to use the Queen's English, then yes. I think that's the way to go. But, but there were other crises? Cri- we'll get into it. Dang in it, minute. I screwed it up again. Cri- it's all right. Oh, well, yes. We'll get into it later. Oh, you, you have a thing. We, well, we can okay. have a thing. He's got a bit. We're going to riff on it later. All if right. you dare, go ahead and call us at 360-546-9500. It's been a while since we've gotten a phone call, so yeah. let's see if we can actually remember how to run the phones. <laughs> I have an idea. There's like a vague cloud of, a, of, of perception that tells me I think I can pick this up and speak into it. And my voice will work, and everything will be fine. But, you know, chances are I'm just going to push all the wrong buttons, and then I'm going to crash the entire station. Well, but... if you push enough buttons, eventually you'll get the right one. Yeah, <laughs> I really hope so. I mean, yeah. have, you, have you never heard of the Have you ever heard of the theory you get a million monkeys typing at a million typewriters, eventually they'll produce the works of Shakespeare? Yeah, I've heard that theory. It'd be kind of like that, except I'm the monkey in this yeah. instance. So... <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come to that because there's no way I can produce a work of Shakespeare. Yeah. I'm just so grateful that we live in a world where English is simple. And, and makes we, sense. And we don't have to use thou. I mean, some people do have a nostalgic kind of flavor for it. And but it's mostly used in sort of a joke more than anything else. Oh, yeah, definitely. When people go to Renaissance fairs, mm-hmm. that's... Does that... Renaissance fairs are full of nerds. Yeah. That's pretty who, great. Who else? Isn't it? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I mean, it's a special kind of nerd yeah, that we should say, really treasure. It's a, you know? it is a very, very funny treasure with Renaissance fairs <laughs> <laughs> because gold yes. and knights and stuff. Yeah, good thinking there, <laughs> Squire, sir. I don't know, Esquire. Yeah. No, Esquire is a term for if you're a lawyer, right? I forget what it's a term for, but yeah, it's not. It's Bill just Squire. S. Preston, Esquire. <laughs> And I'm Theodore Logan. That's what you were supposed to say. Blah, blah, but blah. I don't think you've ever seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No. Are you go- Are you committing more crimes? Because you told me before we started that you hate bottle caps. We have not soda caps. This is a little <laughs> different than that. Yes. We have a um, a wonderful bowl of candy in the studio that uh, you doesn't always have things in it. But today we were blessed with the gift of Wonka bottle caps. And, and I've never liked them. Drew doesn't want them. You claim they are too chalky? They're just too chalky and they don't taste very good, okay, in my it, opinion. I will admit it has been at least five years since I've last had a bottle cap. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go ahead and put this to the test right now. I got my flav- favorite flavor here, cherry. It's, uh... Oh, come on. These are still good. Where's mm-hmm. the chalk? <laughs> I don't know. Is I it, just... Does it come when you chew it, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Um... 
Okay, yeah, that's pretty powdery, but yeah, the I, flavors so mix up. The for flavors it. are good. It's just they were always too powdery for me. I think. Well, maybe you were. Um, you know, I think they're called bottle caps because you're supposed to have something to drink with them. Probably. So just get yourself a can of Pepsi and eat five pounds of these and uh, four liters of Pepsi, and you're gonna have the best day of your life. Or, or just the worst. diabetes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're probably just gonna. Your body's gonna ex- just completely expel everything that you just yeah, put it's, into. Yeah, it's gonna be messy. Oh my god! I wasn't designed to handle this. <laughs> and that's the sound when you, all your entire digestive tract. When what's falls inside out of becomes you. outside. Yeah. Yes. No. That. <laughs> Those parts of you should not be seeing the light of day. Here's something that, uh, remember a couple shows ago I was telling you how occasionally I like to look at the world from the perspective of something not of this earth. Mm -hmm. How, uh, you know, like I was observing traffic and wondering, and just wondering, what would aliens think of cars? (laughs) Like, what what would be there? Oh, God, I just had a root beer bottle cap. I hate them now. Oh, God. I need to get rid of this. So what was that about bottle caps are good, Renee? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're done. Well, I'll just not eat the brown ones. Okay. I think that's a good strategy, right? <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, you do. so about uh, observing the yeah. world around you like an alien. What about aliens observing us like aliens? Think about this. Did you know that humans are essentially meat donuts? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because of how the digestion tract work. We just have a gigantic tube going from one end to the other. We have the filling in. Yeah. We just change up the filling every now and then. Isn't that like an interesting piece of anatomy, though? Like, wouldn't, if something else intelligent came over to us and uh, decided to investigate the anatomy of the human being, would they just look at that and just scratch their heads in complete bemusement? I think they would. Perhaps. I think that it was just an amazing piece of anatomy that people should marvel at more. Mm. And these grape bottle caps are delicious. <laughs> I'm think I'm trying to pers- I'm trying to move you back to the dark side here of liking bottle caps, which is the correct side because if you don't like them, you're you're wrong mm. about everything. None okay. of your opinions are 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 valid anymore. Okay. So that means anything, all your knowledge about James Bond, out, out the window. Gone. Ooh, have you heard about new James Bond things? I've heard. I. Oh, heard, wait, I sent you something. Yeah, you were I? telling me that they were supposedly going to have release date of about 2015 yep, release, next year. Uh, I want to I know the name of it. Yeah, they won't release the name for probably at least another several months. Now, refresh my memory. How many more movies is Daniel Craig supposed to do as Bond? I think two. Two? He's contractually obligated to do. Oh, wait, no. I, th- I can't remember whether it's four or five that he's supposed to do. Maybe we can. I'm pretty sure he's contractually obligated to go through 25, so two more. 25 what? Bond number 25. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said he was going to be Bond 25 times. I don't want to no. see him. I don't want to see him. <laughs> Become going, Roger Moore. <laughs> I don't want to see him going into a grocery store and haggling for bananas. That's yeah. not the kind of life that I want James Bond to have. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, I guess. Uh, I- I'm pretty sure he has. He has Signed a contract for five. I'm just Googling Daniel Craig uh, contract. But mm. um, two more James Bond films after Skyfall. Uh, mm. It doesn't. I'm not finding the original number here. But, yeah, he gets two more after Skyfall, mm. which is my biggest question. How are they going to follow Skyfall? I don't know because it was really good. Yeah. And I heard there were, they are – I think they confirmed Sam Mendes is going to direct again. Yay! Which is – Kind of interesting because they don't really have that many reoccurring directors other than I think Terrence Young directed like eight of them. In, in a row or just no, kind of spotted? Somewhat he in a row. He did the Grover Cleveland thing of Hollywood where he just kind of skipped a couple lines. I know. I'm pretty sure he did Goldfinger and then he did a, about half the Roger Moore ones. What's his name again? 
Terrence Howard or not Terrence Howard? Uh, Terrence Young, I think. Terrence Young. Okay. Yeah. Terrence Howard is uh, Rudy yeah. from uh, Iron Man. I know. That's, I got my Terrence's <laughs> mixed up. I'm pretty sure that's his name. There's so many Terrence's out there. Oh, and his name is spelled weird, of course. Mm-hmm. Director. Um, but I know he did do direct multiple Bond movies, but one of the few people who have. Let's see. Boy, sometimes Wikipedia does weird charts when it comes to people because they got... Oh well, he was the uh, he was the first James Bond director. Oh, he re- directed Doctor No too. I think so. Oh, cool. I'm not really I'm not really sure how to. Re- oh wait a minute. Oh here's a, oh here's a list. Thank you for being readable <laughs> in some sections. Jeez, I love Wikipedia, but sometimes not so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best known for directing Doctor No from Russia with Love and Thunderball. Oh okay. Uh, but it doesn't look. Okay, like... maybe I'm thinking of a different director than that directed like tons of different other ones then. Hmm. From Russia with Love. Doctor No, Thunderball. That looks to be it. Okay. Uh, darn. You know what? That name seemed familiar. I thought he was gonna do more things. I know. I thought. Oh well. That's a shame. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. And he also appears to have died about three months after I was born. So. Huh. Darn it. I thought. I thought. Uh, I was confusing the direction of the year. So mm. I thought he died a couple months before me, and it was possible that I could have been a reincarnation of this person. <laughs> Fun theories. Yes. You know, it would have been nice. Yeah, kind of like, you know, the whole, you know, you're born on the same day as these famous people kind of things. You know, like yeah. for me, it's Confucius. Confucius? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Boy, how did they how did they pinpoint that? Wasn't he like, what, BC? Like, I think he was born like 530, or 523 AD or Confucius. BC or something like that. Confucius. He was born in three digit er, years. Confucius says, he who stand on toilet, high on pot. And he who stand on plumber, high on crack. <laughs> Have you? You've definitely told me that one before. I, I'm pretty sure I have. But it gets me every time. <laughs> uh, he was born uh, September 28th, 551 BC. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I thought I, did, I thought he was BC, but I didn't think that much BC. Yeah. You know, <laughs> BC is losing its meaning now mm-hmm. in my head. Uh, speaking of things losing meaning, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, I hate him. Yeah, he's pretty obnoxious. <laughs> he's a monument to compromise. He's a he's a testament to mediocrity. He's <laughs> he's a hack. He's a child. He is. I feel like you're stealing this rant from somewhere. No, I'm. Okay. This, is, this is straight out of my head. <laughs> if I if I steal content, I will admit it. Yeah. Like if I if I'm getting a story from oh, I'm getting the story from another podcast, but the rant that I just gave mm-hmm. you that's pure. That is just, that is straight out of my brain. That is right. a gift to you. Um. Did you know that he's producing the reboot of Cosmos? I didn't know there was an original Cosmos. That was a really long pause. I didn't even know there was an original thing called Cosmos. What? Carl Sagan, man. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, Carl Sagan with the whole, like, um, what was the name of the calendar? Like, astrological time calendar. It was a calendar to uh, put in perspective the age of the universe. And pretty much the entirety of human history is contained in, like, the last 30 minutes of the last hour in December Mm -hmm. on that calendar. It's really crazy. But anyway, they're rebooting it. Let's see. Uh, it's the reboot of Carl Segments, The Cosmos, and they're having Neil deGrasse Tyson host it. Hmm. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. So they they gave and him... And they have Seth MacFarlane producing it or in charge of it? They gave him like $10 million, and they said, do whatever you want with it. And he <laughs> says, I want to remake Cosmos. Is th- Does this redeem him somehow? It depends on the result. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be good, though. Just looking at the trailers that have come out so far and how good everything looks mm-hmm. and that really those really good speed cameras that they have now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm excited because I really like the original Cosmos. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of uh, – th- see, Neil deGrasse Tyson is what you get – when you cross Carl Sagan with Billy D. Williams. I knew that guy yeah, was coming up. I knew that was coming. Because <laughs> he kind of looks like him. I know, but it, that's the best. That is the guy that you want to host a show about space. Mm-hmm. That is just the best premise ever, and I will watch the absolute crap out of that. <laughs> but I still don't like Seth MacFarlane. No. I don't think this is going to redeem him. Because there's, there's not much that's going to bring you back from a career of poop and fart jokes yeah so uh good luck to you man i hope this works out good but maybe he finally grows up now i don't know <laughs> uh, no i don't think so because neil degrasse tyson is going to be carrying at least 80 percent of the load on this That's true being that he is the the guy that knows about space mm-hmm. he's the authority to go to right. seth MacFarlane. i don't know if he knows that much about space I, really maybe he saw star wars Maybe he saw Star Wars once. Well, he definitely has to have seen Cosmos before yeah. to in order to be even doing this project. But, man, I don't know. The guy just rubs me the wrong way. Mm. Why can why is he successful when <laughs> I'm doing a podcast out of my bedroom? That is gold, I'll tell you what. <laughs> People just don't seem to know. Yeah, I have a little bit of resentment towards this man. And like most famous people, really, I don't think that's a very healthy attitude to have. <laughs> I hate people's success. That's basically your <laughs> attitude right now. <laughs> Not well. I don't hate everybody's success. I mean, I'm very happy for Harrison Ford. Yes, because you know you you were Han Solo and you did a whole bunch of Tom Clancy movies. Great for you, man. Two. Yeah. Well, that's a whole bunch. Yeah. In my book. I mean, because aren't those books like 600 pages long? Um, some of them are. Some of them aren't. The two he did, um, Patriot Games, is about 450 in paperback, okay. yeah. and then I think Clear and Present Danger is about 600. Okay, yeah, no, that's... They're pretty good-sized books. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm looking at this next bottle cap right now. Would you call this brown? I'd call it tan. Because I don't really trust this. Or in case you have the garbage can nearby. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to taste root beer again because <laughs> I don't. I'm sure this is a fact I've shared on the show before. Probably. I hate root beer. Yes. With a passion, I've hated it since I was a child, and I don't, still don't understand it. Me but... either. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna leave that on the table and not touch it. But I, I did discover something kind of amazing mm-hmm. uh, the other day. I was trying to find uh, some music to go with it, but. I don't know where this... Alright, let's try this. I came across a revelation the other day. For the first time in approximately... Oh, let's say five, six years or so. Okay. I tasted mashed potatoes. You know of my hatred for mashed potatoes. I gave myself (laughs) a very small plate, maybe about uh, four inches in uh, diameter. Okay. Loaded that up. And finished the whole darn thing. And did you like them? I enjoyed every bit. What kind of mashed potatoes? They had, like, uh, lots of garlic in them. That's good. I think that's the key. With steak. Steak and potatoes. Basically the best meal ever. And, uh, yeah. So that (laughs) that was my my revelation over over the past week. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
That was good music to go with it too. Actually. I know, right? I wish I had timed it better, but no, oh well. Worked. I'm not gonna dwell on it. I'm gonna. Ha- <laughs> I'm just gonna have another bottle cap and continue with life. And yeah. it's another cherry one. My God. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. something about mashed potatoes? No, not no. really. How do you make your mashed potatoes? Um, boil the water, pour in the instant potato mix. Oh, stir instant pot. Boo! You don't make them from the from the scratch. You I don't know. You don't. You don't. Others make them that way, but I. Usually when I'm out mashed potatoes, it's usually because nobody else has cooked them and I'm you in a hurry. You go out into the field and you toil away and then you gather the potatoes and you smash them yourself and then you make a real good mash and then you share it with the whole family. You don't do that? No. Oh, well, we did. Yeah. In that accent, too. We wore kilts and everything. It was great. That sounded more Irish than Scottish, but... No, it was Irish potato famine. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah, but the Scots are the ones who are kilts. The Irish oh, just yeah. blow everything Wait, up. Wait, they don't share the kilt heritage? <laughs> Have I been wrong about that my whole life? I think kind of, yeah. Oh, darn it. Oh, well. Yeah, the Scots are the ones with the you know the plaid skirts and a bagpipe. <laughs> so I guess I have to apologize to all the Scotch people that are listening Scot- to our show, yeah. <laughs> which is zero. Yeah. <laughs> they're pro- well, they're probably going to uncover this years from now, and they're probably going <laughs> to laugh at it because kilts are going to be an extinct thing. I don't know. They still have a passionate following, kind of like a Renaissance fair. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Is but I think kilts are a more recent development than people dressing in knights costumes and uh, walking around towns going "Hear ye, hear ye!" I think they were kind of sort of different eras, as in Brigani popularity, probably. Like, yeah. at, well, and when they were originally created mm. too, I, I think there might have been at least a hundred years distance on them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, armor would have come after kilts because kilts just taking a piece of cloth and wrapping it around you. Oh yeah, you it's know basically what? making a plaid toga. Well, your your definition of kilt is getting really loose there because I mean, you know, cavemen could have been wearing kilts. At well, that point. I'm, they just I, no, I'm talking about like leaves. green and red and blue oh, okay. plaid uh, togas, basically. Oh, you know what? I should be researching the invention of plaid. How about that? Because yeah. maybe that is the direct lineage to the kilt. Doesn't make sense. You just wrap yourself up in some cloth. Plaid. I'm Googling so many interesting things today. This show, I'm, uh, we need to remind you again, it is brought to you by the internet, so mm-hmm. we need to research everything thoroughly. Both in content and delivery. Uh, well, Yeah, we do our best yeah. with both. Content <laughs> is great. Delivery? Yeah, okay. When people don't mess with our equipment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, oh, I never described the crisis, yeah, crisis did I? Yeah. Before the show began, uh, we have a cable that plugs directly into the back of the board here. It's supposed to go to channel three. And that plug was just unplugged. Mm-hmm. But it was still tucked in back there, so you thought it was It was very in. sneaky, yes. wasn't it? It was like someone was trying to hide it. And you were getting mad thinking that it wasn't working. I know, because we were we were hanging in dead air. Mm-hmm. I'd paused the live music already, right. and I thought that we were just going to leave everything dead, and there was going to be no saving the show. Because <laughs> we were running out of time. Right. That was the biggest problem. But everything's fixed now, mm. and there's no need to panic, because I took care of the panicking part, and right. everything's fine. Um, apparently, kilts were invented in somewhere in the 16th century. Oh, wow. That recent. It's not very specific, but, you know, just somewhere in that 100-year range. Since the 19th century, it has become associated with the wider culture of Scotland in general, or with Celtic heritage even more broadly. It is most often made of woolen cloth in a tartan pattern. Oh, Mm -hmm. so it's not even plaid. No, it's just similar. I just, yeah, because I didn't want to drain you down with we're offending all the scottish people no again. i just didn't we want don't to go know into... about tartan patterns what's wrong with you laddie i didn't want to go into terminology with you 
Oh, because I get it wrong all the time? No, because I'd have to explain it, and I didn't feel like it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. This is an educational <laughs> show. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is, we, that's we true. So Tartan is basically, yeah, the patterns that are on the kilts, and each different clan or family has their own specific pattern, so you could just look at their kilt and go, oh, you're a McLaren. You're a Mc... Insert something that's else here. That's racist. What? <laughs> McLaren. That's actually an actual Scottish clan. I know, but it's still racist. How is it racist? I don't know. I'm just trying to call you a racist. <laughs> <laughs> You've okay. called me out as racist before. That's because I'm doing it back had, to you. That's because we've had times where you know <laughs> our Christmas special. Come on, <laughs> don't go back and find that, folks. No, it was pretty. Unless bad. you want to unsubscribe from us. <laughs> the forever. first half was pretty um, brutal. It's... So I have a question for you. Sonny. Okay, you know a lot about kilts already. Mm-hmm. Do you own a kilt? No, but I have oh. Scottish heritage, so it kind of... Oh, so you have to know this. It's just sort of something that you hear about. Okay. Well, I mean, I got I got Italian heritage, but I still don't know how to make spaghetti, so... Yeah, well... I don't know if that's exactly the same thing. Kind of not. And that but... might also be racist, yeah. but... Um, my bad. <laughs> that's uh, what... That's, that's what not really get. racist, that's just typecasting. I had spaghetti a couple days ago, actually. Mm. It was quite good. Yes. Also, what's your opinion of Kraft cheese? That's my foray into what do you think about uh, non-authentic cheese? Because they say know. it's 100% real, but if you've had... It's 100%, 100% real, but it's maybe not 100% real cheese. It may be 100% real it's, something else. Oh, yeah, because 100% real just means, oh, you can touch it. It's real. Yes. Look at that. It's not, you know... I'm holding a real monkey bowl right now because it mm-hmm. is a bowl that looks like a monkey. Yeah. It is real, but not real cheese. That's an interesting kind of verbiage loophole you've got going there. Yeah. Hmm. What are they putting in our cheese? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Because, yeah, you look at the ingredients in the back. Yeah, all those things are real things. <laughs> Physics dictates that everything in this mixture is real. Mm-hmm. But if you've had real Parmesan cheese before, and yeah. I'm talking like from the actual land of Parma, mm-hmm. you know that stuff is oh, yeah. just absolute. So meh. you're talking about like those green cans of Parmesan, shredded Parmesan cheese. Yeah, that and I've get? I've loved that cheese That's, for a really long. It's time. It's pretty good to add to stuff, but I still love it. Mm-hmm. But you need so much of it. Mm-hmm. You take the stuff from Parma, you need like three little flakes, and just, it's just intense, and just yeah well it's that's, like that's the sound it makes in my mouth yeah well actually funny you should mention that because yeah i had and mashed potatoes because i had instant mashed potatoes last night mm-hmm. and yeah i did basically i added some more a little bit of garlic powder to it and took some of that parmesan powdered cheese stuff and just shook a bunch of that stuff in and stirred it up in the potatoes nice that's pretty good do you do the thing with the mashed potatoes where you make a bowl out of them and then you take maybe a, just a, kind of a slab of butter Slap it in the middle, and then you cover it up. Yeah, I used to. And then you just let it leak out as it melts. Oh, see, I would usually compact it down enough where it would just literally turn into just a liquid ball, and then I'd, you know, stir it up, and the butter would just ooze everywhere. Ooh, that sounds fun, too. But no, that's something my family's been doing is mm-hmm. uh, they, they, make, uh, they make mashed potato volcanoes. Right, that's what I used like, to always do, yeah. And then you, like, dig away at the side, and you try and either recreate Mount St. Helens as much <laughs> as possible or uh, Devil's Tower from... Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Just haven't seen. Uh, well, I know. Oh yeah, I'm working on but it. But I keep telling you, yes. you have to see Mashed it. Mashed Potato Mountain. 
he goes absolutely insane. And, well, the the final mountain that he makes isn't all mashed potatoes. <laughs> but you do have to see it because it is an amazing work of art. Right. Honestly. I think it really captures the es- essence of the real mountain. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. He even makes little trees out mm. of, well, actual trees. But, you know, that's for realism. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of does it in his house. But uh, right. th- that's what you, you just got to do what you have to do for art, you know. Of course. You got to improvise. Yeah. This is improvisation. Yeah, pretty much. Is it not? More or less. Yeah. I mean, we're working on the on the skills, really, mm-hmm. but I don't I still don't think I could go to any sort of open mic night. Yeah, probably not. It wouldn't I'd be probably freeze up. <laughs> probably freeze up, but I think the real trick because we've talked about this before is possibly setting up a live show in the future. Mhm. Which we definitely can't do now because not nearly enough people listen no. to us. And it's not even feasible. It's been three years and we can't even get a, <laughs> garter a good audience. But we're getting more growth in this year than we have in the previous years. That's true, yeah. But if we do a live show, I think it's going to be way better mm-hmm. than just going to a bar for an open mic night by yourself. Right. Because it's going to be people on stage talking to each other mm-hmm. and not necessarily to the audience. Right, because I think with the reason why we like the show is we feed off of each other's what yep. you know different tangents. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, th- I don't know if people would really pay for this. I don't know. Maybe we could do a free one and I could yeah. like host it in my backyard because I just got I have a big slab of concrete for mm-hmm. my backyard, so that's pretty much set up already. Everybody just got bring their own tires <laughs> and uh, bring your bears and bring your bring your bring your uh, what, what do they call them sausage things? Your brats, mm-hmm. brat sausage. You bring them all down. We have barbecue, <laughs> and you watch the show. It's gonna be great. Yeah, because that's the way everybody talks over in our town, which makes no. me wonder. I don't think people in our town are exactly gonna be interested in this thing. No, probably not. Because, but I've if- made this comparison before. We're the monolith in. 2001 A Space Odyssey, right. and everybody else in town is the monkeys. Mm-hmm. And they're going around going, oh, what is this thing? And not necessarily understanding it, and they're just hitting it with bones and stuff. And I don't want to get hit with bones. No. We got we to gotta branch out to a more um, non-talking-like-this community. You well, know? But also being that sort of community means it more likely that we're going to get those fancy railguns that we talked about last show. <laughs> yeah, but... I know. Most of the people <sighs> that talk about that in our area are like... 60 and i don't think they're going to be really working on rail guns no i mean they, they would kill themselves <laughs> really one thing goes wrong they break their hip and they're never able yeah, to build rail guns they turn again. on the magnet their hip goes ah <laughs> <laughs> okay that would actually be kind of hilarious like slightly uh, <laughs> what if all right i want to i want to write this into something i don't know where this could ever be used uh-huh. but if there's ever a scenario where aliens are going over Florida with a giant magnet. I just want to see a whole bunch of old people flying into the sky because of all their metal parts and sticking to this magnet. And it's just it's the world's grumpiest magnet just moving around Florida. Why is this hilarious? I don't to me? know, but it's kind of funny. If I had a TV show, yeah, would that be the pilot? I don't know. No, maybe the finale. But I think if we had a TV show, it would be so random and discontinuous that everybody like, what is going oh, on? Oh man, I saw something great a couple days ago. You ever watch South Park? No. Okay, well maybe it's about time that we should both start watching South Park because it's been on for a while. Oh yeah. And I watched a documentary on the two guys that make it, Trey Parker and Max Stone. It's called Six Days to Air: The mm-hmm. Making of South Park. If you have the time to watch it, go find it. It is amazing. It shows the process of them making one episode of South Park. 
but they do it in an amazing way because mm-hmm. they try and stay current mm-hmm. with everything. So they actually make one episode per week. Right. They just make it live as things happen. <laughs> so producing an entire episode of South Park in just one week yeah. is really intense, but it is oh, yeah. amazing how quickly they can churn these out. Mm-hmm. And they've only missed the deadline once. <laughs> In the entire, uh, oh, God, I don't even know like, how many seasons It's at least now. 10 years, I think. Yeah, definitely. South Park in the IMDb. Uh, it's been on since 1997. Wow. So that's 17 Fif- years. Yeah. Dang. And they have a musical on everything, too. So I, I don't know. I just think these guys are brilliant, and it's that's just like raw, unfiltered. Because when they need to make a show... In one week, mm-hmm. they will make it on anything. Yeah. So that's kind of the beauty behind the show. They pick one idea that they ju- they're just having a conversation about, and that's this is how they do it. They're just sitting at a table with a bunch of friends in their mm-hmm. studio, and they're just talking about uh, things that happened to them over the past week and things that they did, things that happened to them, and. Uh, eventually they'll land on an idea and then one of them will start doing the voices from the show and kind of insert them into that scenario it's like okay if and we then they wait until one catches yeah and they just keep riffing and riffing and riffing on it and if they go for long enough they start drawing it on the whiteboard and then they make an entire episode based on that one riff that they were doing <laughs> it is a it is an amazing process and a yeah. great way to make a tv show but oh it would be so be stressful a lot of work, yeah yeah I mean, the, in the documentary that they did it, they finished the episode the morning that it was supposed to air. So they were finishing it through the night, and they were done at about 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then they get their break, and then the next day they have to start making the show again. Right. Pass. It's crazy, but it would, it would be so cool. Yeah, it would be cool to try. But if I had a TV show, which is my original point, right. I would not do it like no, that. No, Because, I, one, I don't have nearly the artistic ability. I know that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I would have to have to have somebody else to do that. And they they have artistic ability to begin with, but they also have a team of animators. Right. So they have the resources to, mm-hmm. resources to do that, but we don't. Yeah. Definitely not. And there's a difference between, like, the mind behind the shows or, you know, the movie or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, with Arrested Development, for example, you know, the... How far are you on that, by the way? Uh, halfway through four. All right. Interesting, huh? Yeah. How they're, how they're doing that whole jumping around thing. Yeah, and it's all kind of one big overarching story almost. My dad's in the middle of season four, too. Huh. So I'm, I'm proud of so many people <laughs> that they're watching that. But anyway. They're, they're doing a lot more tongue-in-cheek stuff about, you know, almost making fun of themselves, it seems like. Well, that's... End of Hollywood. Well, that's really what it's supposed to be. Is yeah. it? Like, it's a show about terrible people. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's like more, more like the people who are making the show are making fun of themselves. You know, oh, it's like you know, they're getting like, meta. Yeah. Okay. It's like you know they're kind of joking about like with Ron Howard and that kind of stuff because he's the executive yeah. producer and the narrator. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I liked how they did. It took that. him forever to realize that he was the narrator. Yeah, no, he's a great narrator, yeah. actually. When they were using him in the pilot originally, he was just supposed to be a placeholder mm-hmm. until they got a real narrator. Right. And he just ended up sticking. Mm-hmm. And it, I like his, I just love his delivery. It's just, it's so gentle and uh, just kind of, uh, I guess, like peaceful could be a word yeah. for it. I'm not really sure. But just, it's, I love the delivery. I don't know mm-hmm. why, because one of my favorite bits that he does is, I think it's in season one, where um, Job is standing on the yacht, 
and he's on the phone with Michael, and then the, the music with the saxophone starts playing, and then Ron Howard says, and that's when Job decided to run away to South America. That I don't know why, <laughs> but that that's my favorite yeah. thing that Ron Howard has ever said, and I and I think of that in in my head all the mm-hmm. time. Like Ron Howard sometimes becomes my inner monologue. Yeah. And that is a great thing. I was to gonna have. say that could be an alternate, different alternate future for you if you weren't Louis C.K. I would be. <laughs> oh, actually, that's okay. Yeah, I'm fine with because he's definitely done well in life. Yeah. Oh I mean, man, I gotta. I could choose one of two paths, and I think it all depends on what I eat. <laughs> <laughs> and this if you stressful. keep your hair or not. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think I, I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna keep the hair. Okay, then you gotta start wearing a ball cap. You're gonna become Ron Howard and be able to grow facial hair. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Uh, I, I just want it to be natural. You know, right. just keep going. Want to be fine. Right. You know, it could. Maybe I might be a blend of both guys. Maybe. You know, because I'm looking back at my uh, family history when it comes to weight and hair, mm-hmm. because those are the biggest factors when it comes to either being Ron Howard or Louis C.K. Right. Louis C.K. Bald. That Ron Howard, kind of, kind of bald, but he's still got a fair amount of hair. Mm-hmm. Not really fat at all. No. Dude's a twig. Yeah, he's not very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking back on my grandpa. He's pretty. He's pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. Full head of hair. He's had it like all his life. It's really amazing that he still has it. I've, yeah. I've like I've really scrutinized it to see if it's a hair piece. It's not. It's definitely legit. Wonderful head of hair for a man of his age, mm-hmm. um, which I won't mention on here. Out That's of, fine. Which I think yeah. people care about that mm-hmm. still, don't I think they? So. Not mentioning the age, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then and then there's my dad. Uh, he's, he's still got the full head of hair. It's mm-hmm. turning gray, kind of like my grandpa. Right. Um, but he's not as skinny as my grandpa but yeah. he's very physically fit because mm-hmm. and he hurts himself doing it all the time yeah. too which is just another sign that he's getting old like he actually <laughs> man i don't know what he did to his knee but he's got to have ice on it all the time now and mm-hmm. he, uh, the excuse is he exercised too much blew his knee out yeah well i don't know if he effectively blew it out because but yeah he basically couldn't that mean like three or four things yeah, usually, but it's more just a collective term that he screwed up his knee. It is. It is kind of messed up, though. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had to get a, a thing, a needle, mm. put into it or something. I don't know. Fun. I wasn't really following it, but uh, he's bicycling around and somebody in a silent car hit him or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe he. I don't he got know. Got hit by an electric car. If he got hit by a car, I think he would tell us. Yeah, probably. I mean, because he got in a motorcycle accident once and mm. he told us, but there's really no other way that you can present that. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you come home and uh, you're walking in the front door and you're all mangled and your and your helmet has got scratches all on one side and you don't hear the bike coming in. Yeah, what happened? Motorcycle accident? Yeah, I got no other excuse. I mean, you can't really say that you were you were abducted. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't really fly. Yeah. So get it, abducted, fly. That was stupid. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. It's it depends on what I eat. Yeah. I think that's the real defining factor. Which if I if it if I continue with the way that I am now, I'm definitely turning into Louis C.K. <laughs> I might be turning into Louis C.K. times two. Yeah, because it's all once gonna... your metabolism stops. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be horrible. Yeah. It really is. And you know what? I I I'm I'm okay I'm okay with the way that I eat now because everything I eat is delicious. Yes. And there's no consequences. But I hate having the feeling it's that the one bi- day the big rain cloud over my head is one day you're gonna get fat. And I hate that rain cloud, man. I want it to go away. I want it gone. I want the sunshine to come out and I want uh what's his face to start singing that song about the sunshine. Mm. I can see clearly now. Right. Who sings that? I don't know. Google it. Yeah. 
Anyways. That's what we do when we don't. <laughs> yeah. Google is our answer to pretty much most things. I can see clearly now is by Johnny Nash. Oh. Is, why have I never heard of him? Because that's his one hit wonder, probably. I don't know. Wasn't he part? Was he what? I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. Me neither. But I don't know. His, because I'm not you. Yeah. This is that's something that I've taken to saying lately. Is uh, if some some people will do this to me. Yeah. They they're like trying to find something in the room, and then they go, "Oh crap! Why did I come in here?" I say, "I don't know. I'm not you." Yeah. Is that snobby? No, I do this much the same thing. Is like, what am I doing? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a mind reader. I ain't yeah. Professor X. Yeah. Which, uh, when is that supposed to come I out? I think the, um, some, I thought it was this summer, I thought. Really? I thought so. Days of future past, singing while I Google, stalling for time. <laughs> yeah. 23rd of May. Cool. All right. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Because I like time travel. I am a sucker for time travel. Yeah, I kind of am too. What. Oh, speaking of time travel. Ben posted something amazing on my oh, Facebook wall. Oh, I, I was wondering when this was going to come up. And this was going everywhere on the internet, apparently. Let me find On the, Facebook, especially. Let me find the exact link here, because and I don't actually remember it. horribly it. played off of what we've been saying for we many, many months. We spoke something else into existence, didn't I know. We? Uh, one That's common, what I was kind of thinking. A common theme on this show is that we like to remind all of our listeners that hoverboards are coming September 2015. And this is your once per episode reminder, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, a website is hosting only a YouTube video and uh, two dates on the front of it. It is hovertech, H-U-V-R-tech.com. Mm-hmm. And they have a YouTube video of people riding hoverboards. And they have, on the mobile version, they have basically, they have the four different paint schemes that you can have that you can click on and look at. And there's a couple little information things you can read, but it's pretty vague. Yeah. And and in this in this YouTube video that they have, they have Christopher Lloyd coming out and he's carrying a mysterious briefcase. Looks like a rifle case, basically. And he opens the briefcase and he presents to Tony Hawk the world's first hoverboard and then there's a crowd and a couple technicians and all they're that all stuff. clapping he's walking out with the hoverboard oh it's all exciting and then uh let's see if i can skip to a part where tony hawk is writing the hoverboard we will play this um you can go to the website yourself and you can judge there's tony hawk running the nowadays and, and they made the pink model i was gonna say and of course because they know that you and i would you know when they come out that's the one paint scheme that we would buy oh yeah i would i would legit ride that everywhere oh yeah oh yeah because it is the original board yes exactly and yeah they had like gray with blue accents they had a couple other ones it's just all these things are like eh. and then they have the pink and the weird greens like yes and then they bring out a whole bunch of guests and just looking at it I, have no idea I believed this website for a legit minute. I know, I did too. I was watching it, and my mind was ex- it was exploding and imploding at the same time. I was going, oh my god, the future is here. I know. We're going to have rednecks hurting each other everywhere. <laughs> this is going to be the best future Especially ever. Especially if they're out by Christmas. I'm like, I'm asking for nothing else. That's <laughs> that, the only thing on my list the now. The only gift. I will sell everything in my room just to get a hoverboard. <laughs> I'm so, I was yes. so excited. And then you just... Logic. And then, you, and then you start watching the video a bit more, and there's just something a little off about it. The editing is really good. It's very, very good video editing. But, oh, God, I, my, my dreams were crushed. I know. This is the most my dreams have been crushed in a long time. Like, I'm trying to think of something that could have 
been bigger than this yeah. but i think this is it this is one this of is the, the biggest disappointment that was a of my pretty life. big yeah because yeah you're watching you're like this actually looks really close and you know they got all these people who don't have any sort of marketing ties to you know people because it seems like there's three big theories that are coming out it mm-hmm. seems like either that it's they're trying to get hype going for another back to the future movie which won't work nope never will happen fourth movie is about 80s tv 80s series never work no um so that was one theory another theory was it's another tony hawk game coming out and that's the controller because okay. about five six years ago they did try doing a skateboard style controller to hook up to your xbox or whatever well, and yeah, it didn't work I, at all i thought i saw something for the connect where you could hold up your skateboard and it would scan it and then you could use that in oh the i don't game. know about that either but yeah no i know the tony hawk games have tried using controllers in the past like that and it hasn't worked i mean tony hawk is like 50 leave i know alone. but he, he's more just a name of the, basically the name of the sport basically he's the icon of it basically yeah although i else. do kind of like watching uh moby flying around yeah. on these hoverboards i don't know why but he he looks a lot like a character from a show that i really like called community yeah and uh he looks a lot like jim rash right and that's just, that's just hilarious to me but yeah uh, more theories there as to the one other theory is one that it's nike that's doing it nike yeah because a, is there nike about a month ago they uh announced that by roughly the time you know that the back to the future is supposed to take place so same time the hoverboards are supposed to be out roughly by our clock uh-huh. they're going to have self-tying electric shoes basically like what marty mcfly wears oh and, no i remember reading about that. and then this coming out within a month later people are going Hmm. Yeah, it might have been a Nike thing. Yeah, the, the, but the thing is, and it's not like Tony Hawk has any sort of, you know, sponsorships by any other shoe brands. He doesn't have any open endorsements to Nike. Well, who is who, who were his sponsors when he was a, a big deal originally? I don't know. I don't know that he had that many. I don't know. Hmm. But you're going back to the 90s by that point. But Yeah, no, I don't even remember Most of his main sponsors now are just him. He basically sponsors himself anymore because he has so, enough money. Let's. Oh, apparently Wikipedia's got like an entire uh, section for his sponsors, Um, uh, or maybe not. Oh, yeah. uh, As of January, well, this is current sponsors. Yeah. You think that'll work? Current sponsors, or does it have to be the ones from the nineties? Because I don't know if I can. No, no, no. That's fine. Uh, As of January 2012, Hawk is sponsored by Birdhouse, Independent, Quicksilver, Bones. And Nixon. And I think Birdhouse is why a company is Nixon, he owns. Why is... Wait, what is? Birdhouse. I think that's a company he owns or is partner in or something. It's not what I think it is, is it? No, it's a skateboard company, I think. Yeah, definitely not Birdhouses. That's... <laughs> no. <laughs> mobile... No. I wanted mobile Birdhouses yeah. with uh, little, like, ravens doing 360s. That's <laughs> that's what I was hoping for, but no. no. There go my dreams yeah, again. Yeah, little Birdhouses with half pipes on them. <laughs> birdhouse skateboards. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, just a straight-up skateboard company but um but yeah anyways back to the hoverboard thing yeah watching that video it's like oh god i I watched it through i'm like okay now i gotta watch it and watch it with realism eyes now yeah but here's what here's what i would do if the hoverboard really is invented Mm -hmm. which it will be Uh, because that's what we we know it and we keep reminding you it's gonna happen we want to we want apparently the the internet's listening so yeah come on internet get behind us on this don't let Tony Hawk ride the first hoverboard. And don't do your official release on YouTube or Facebook. No, well, why not? How well, would you do it? Have it 
other actual sources that people are going to believe are credible because anybody can put anything on YouTube. Anybody can put anything on Facebook. Okay. So, yes, maybe send, you know, your video or whatever or invite somebody from, you know, the New York Times or something like that mm-hmm. to your demonstration. Hmm. So that way you have a credible source in order for people to believe it. Oh, God. You know what I hope? I really hope this isn't Jimmy Kimmel. That's another <laughs> one. That, that's actually another theory that I saw, too. That Jimmy Kimmel's doing. That's a Jimmy oh, Kimmel thing. God, he's... He's good, though. He's good, but... Eh. Evil at the same time. Yeah. Because of it. Because he did um, the wolf thing. Did you hear about... Uh, let's see. An Olympian recorded a wolf going through her yeah. hotel... But she filmed it for the Jimmy Kimmel show, and they did it in America. Right. Because it was an American wolf. Right. And they fabricated the whole thing. Yes. The man is way ahead of his time. He's (laughs) witty. He's pretty good. God, but... Um, Yeah, yeah, but back to my original point, don't let Tony Hawk ride the first hoverboard. Let Michael J. Fox ride it. Duh. Duh, Is that, like, not the... That is the thing you have to do. Yeah, definitely. That is how it debuts. You invent it. You have it. You have a press conference. You say introducing the hoverboard, and then Michael J. Fox comes hovering in on the first hoverboard ever, mm-hmm. and then life is complete. Life has been won. That's that. That's it. There's no reason to live anymore. It's just done. Ta-da! There's plenty of reasons to live. You gotta have your hoverboard. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll I'll stick around long enough at least to just get the try it out. Get yeah. the first hoverboard. Yeah, and the the pink model definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. That is what I want. I would definitely because on that one obviously it doesn't have the little Mattel symbol on it, but you would make a sticker and stick Mattel on that circle because <laughs> you got to have it accurate. Yeah, I probably would. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and, but, and of uh, course obligatory uh, uh, spoiler kind of fin on the back of it. I'd be getting that too. Yeah, not not totally necessary. And then somebody's got to get the powered version of it right that can go on water well that'll come later or that'll be an aftermarket models yeah you know, probably it'll be like a... the next year thing yeah yeah boy that'd be a nice future <laughs> yeah but yeah or it's you know it has people that beef up the power system on it put a different body kit on it, almost like you know like they do with cars yeah like like we mentioned before rednecks are going to be modifying yeah. these out of the wazoo mm-hmm. so everything they're going to be so awesome and dangerous at the same time oh but yeah awesome it's like how people uh, modify their Nerf guns. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exactly the same thing, Pretty except much. for more Bunch of college for... students in their dorm room with a screwdriver. Yeah. It's going to be... A, Just it, breaking things open. It's going to be great. And I, I, re- I really hope they come up with the real ones soon. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't like... I don't like being duped like I, that, you ooh, know? Another interesting... It's not often I fall for internet hoaxes. No, I know. Another interesting theory of it, what if it's a really good April Fool's Day joke that they're working on? Oh, like just way ahead of time? Yeah, they're getting the laying the groundwork, uh, building hype, and then boom. I don't, Fools. I don't know about that because uh, it said... Uh, on, More information coming soon is what I saw. Well, on the website for it, they have that thing at the top. It says present time, March 2014, destination time, December 2014. Right. So not exactly April Fool's, but, you know, yeah. they've got time before April, so it could still happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I, I want to see how this plays out because uh, I want... I, I want I want it to happen because I don't want my embarrassment to keep living on. I want I want to know that somebody constructed it and then I, I want it out of the way. Yeah, that's what I want to happen because I don't like falling for things no. like that. Because I I should be like an expert, right? At things like that. Well, our, honestly, your first clue should have been that they turned it on via an iPhone. 
Oh, did they really? Yeah. I missed he pushed, that. He taps the iPhone screen, and then the thing starts raising off the ground. Oh, God. Never again. I'm never <laughs> falling for something like this again. Uh, let's see. We're wrapping this up. Go ahead and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. We're also TGIF Radio on Twitter. Email us because you're not, and we really want you to, at show at gmail.com. Anything you want to say before we shut this down? Um, not really. Not this week. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. You almost always have something. Usually some sort of PSA. <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to do those because no. that's not the kind of show we are. We're exactly. educational, but we're not save the uh, protect the yeah, children. Yeah, no protecting the whales. No it's, saving the whales. We're teaching you about we're teaching you about the facts of life. <laughs> it's the facts of life. Okay, mm. bye.